Ho, ho, ho. You look so festive with your hat. I look festive with my tree. Thank you. This is as festive as we get. It's Christmas week. It's right before Christmas. <laughs> it's right before Christmas. Where it was, it's Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Have today. you seen that trend on TikTok that's like the sleigh ride? No. It's a dance. Oh, oh yes, God. I have. It's I have. so good. I'm yeah, you, you, you sent it to, to me, it. and you were like... Do it with the cow head. Okay. Yeah. I'll do you a should. TikTok of the sleigh ride dance. It looks pretty easy. Oh, yeah, it's definitely easy. And then it's like, you know, a lot of these TikTok dances, you put your own spin on it. Like, you're not doing it exactly like anyone else. You want to mm-hmm. move... If you see a dance, you're like, I can't move like that. That's fine. Move the way you move, you know? It's all about yeah. personalizing it. Yeah, make it your own. You know, I've so. seen a lot of those. Um, I never been with a Betty. The, yeah. That sound is fucking everywhere. But I've seen a ton of people do like slight variations on the dance for that yeah. one. I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she's a TikTok star. <laughs> oh no. My hat fell. I and well, also Christmas that is song. Canceled. I've <laughs> I've had that song stuck in my head the entire time. It's been trending on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And every single time, <laughs> what's so funny is that their accents are so thick that every single time I listen to it, I realize another part of what they're saying. Yeah. Because <laughs> at first I was like, what is going on? <laughs> but then like the line that I recently didn't know, but just uh, finally heard it with my ears was the Madison, but I'm calling her Maddie. I yeah. didn't know that that's what they were saying. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I love it. I love Revelations. It's what a great book of the Bible. Lots of <laughs> terror. Oh, <laughs> that's not where I thought you were going. No, I, Merry you know, Christmas. Merry Christmas. You know what? I mean, everyone knows that Santa was really born in like April or something. Santa <laughs> or Jesus? Santa. <laughs> It's Christmas where we celebrate Santa's birthday. I don't know. I'm not a religious, Sam. <laughs> You're not a religious. I'm not a religious. I've always been a just a secular Christmas celebrator. Yeah. Because that's really what it is. It's, that's a, what, that's it's a capitalist Christmas. holiday. Exactly. It's all about buying gifts for my family and friends, which yeah. December three paycheck month for me. So I, oh, that's nice. I really went and bought gifts. I did it. I did not. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I hope you, over here for. I the hope holidays. you like yours that I may have already given to you at this point that this episode is released. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, yes. I loved it. It is so. <laughs> it's my favorite thing I've ever gotten from anyone ever in the world. Great. Well, <laughs> that's a gift from me. I'm Shelby. I'm Sam. I am the gift. It's the rom complex! A gift for your ears. Ooh! One, two, one, two, three, four.
more ghost sounds. This is a no new more movie. ghost sounds. We're talking about live people today. Oh yeah. Netflix released another Netflix original Christmas rom com. Yes, they did, and I, unlike a lot of their recent releases for the holidays, really liked this one. How do you feel, Shelby? Yeah, we watched Single All the Way, a gay rom com mm-hmm. starring two. Well, okay, written by, um, I believe, a gay man and starring. Uh, whoa, my brain left me. Starring actual queer people in like <laughs> in the roles, oh, yes. oh, which yes. is great. You love to see it. Yes, um, and it is. It's a real feel good movie. Not a lot of stakes, not not a lot of drama, just kind of all the way through. You've got two friends. They've been best friends for eight years. They're roommates. Um, and it's a story about them finally getting together. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's not a lot of pro- there's not a lot of trouble. You it's know, just this, kinda nice. It's so nice. It's this movie is what I wanted the twenty twenty gay rom com, the happiest season to be. Yeah. Because we've talked about that movie. Go listen to our episodes from last year about that film. Listen, not a fan. Um, simply because it just made me really sad. It just, that whole movie just made me sad. Putting Kristen Stewart's character back in the closet, not allow, you know, having kind of an abusive, like, a, I don't know, her, her partner was not great. Um, that whole situation just didn't give me the feel goods that I wanted, uh, for the holiday season. This movie, on the other hand, I was laughing. I was smiling. I was overall, uh, when the two leads finally get together, I was like, oh, like my heart was so full in that Yeah. Moment. So this was, this was a great movie. Yeah, for, it was, for the it's season. really good. I mean, whereas the happiest season is more about about being gay and the effect that can have and like the the problems people have with coming out and all Mm -hmm. these different coming out stories and stuff uh this movie single all the way not like that at all it's just it's just a cheesy little rom-com about And Some I think gay the gays people. deserve a cheery yeah, little rom-com, okay? Exactly. That's, like, that. I think that was, I've talked to multiple people about this who have all said, like, you know, the coming out story obviously is a very pivotal point for a lot of queer people, um, but it's not the only part of their lives. And sometimes, it's kind of like with Schitt's Creek. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just want to see people existing in these spaces and just being happy. Right. Like, queer joy we just you know we just want to see that as an example for other people as like yeah they everyone's the same we all have the same struggles we all have crazy families we all have you know roommates that we might be in love with um (laughs) we all have those we all have them I live alone (laughs) um so (laughs) you know it's just uh it just makes me so happy and I love that the main character Peter uh, played by Michael Yuri, I think I'm saying his name right, um, is like a plant lady. And yes. I love it. The moment he walked oh into the gosh. apartment and was like naming his plants, he was like, Lucille, don't you? You know, I'm sorry, you're looking droopy. I name my plants. Like all of my plants in my apartment have a name. 
And I was like, you know what? Peter speaks to my soul. Thank you. Thank you so much. I also loved his apartment. Plants, tons of plants Mm -hmm. in every room. Like dream come true. And he's a guy, he's like a social media manager, like you are. I know. We are the same person. Yeah. But his, um, and I really like the character. He's just like a fun, outgoing um effervescent person yeah uh, so he's it's really nice to watch that it's just mm-hmm. like oh he's just like got a personality you love it um yeah. he uh his secret passion is plants he loves taking care of plants and he wants right. to someday open a plant store yeah um which is very cute I don't name my plants but I do love them I mean I think of them as like oh that's my peace lily that's my succulent that's that's my first orchid that's the orchid I rescued off the side of the road right Um, right. that's my venus flytrap I just set up a plant shelf and it's beautiful and so I'm gonna I have space for like seven or eight more plants oh my gosh take pictures we'll post them on Instagram so that everyone can see the plants yeah Yeah, including Facebook meta the metaverse will know the metaphors will know about your plant shelf. Listen, I started naming my plants because I have a bit of a black thumb. Um, they die constantly <laughs> on me. So when I moved to L.A., I bought a plant at like a, a flea market type situation for like $5. And I bought a pot for it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to name this plant because if it has a name, I'm more likely to try and keep it alive. That's true. That's true. That was a good hack that you yeah. came up with. Yeah. Because um, that psychologically, yeah, we care about stuff when it has like a name. Mm-hmm. So um, I did, and she's still alive. So great. Her name is Jean. Fantastic. And she lives in my kitchen. I love her. Me too. <laughs> she's great. Um. So yes, the main character Peter is yes. a plant lady um his roommate best friend nick is uh he he works for task rabbit he's just going off doing tasks but he's off also a child book author he wrote a children's book you're right and yes. he's writing another one yes but he hasn't started it something's just getting in the way writer's block am i right <laughs> um yeah, so Peter is dating a man whom he's been dating for the last couple of months and invites this man. I don't remember his name. That's why I'm just going to continue to Tim? call him this man. I believe it's Tim. Oh, Tim. He invites Tim to come home with him for Christmas because, listen, I, I identify with Peter on this. He is the single one. He's always the single one at Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Are me and Peter the same person? Probably. It's very, it's highly likely that we're the same person. So he's just excited to bring, finally bring someone home and not be the single one uh, at his family's holiday festivities. So obviously because it is a holiday rom-com, that can't happen because why would we let it? So you find out that Tim is actually married and has kids with a woman. (gasps) blasphemy blasphemy Sacrilege. yeah he he's actually just cheat, cheating on his uh 
annoying wife. Yeah. His wife. <laughs> How do we know she's annoying? Oh, because well, yeah, yeah. Because the reason they find out is because <laughs> Nick is putting lights up, and she's just going on and on and on about the guy who used to put their lights up dying. <laughs> when she shouldn't shut the fuck up. You're right. So she's You're annoying. Right. I'm labeling her as annoying. Sorry, ma'am. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I think she is kind of annoying. Yeah. So it just happens that Nick gets called to this task rabbit thing for hanging christmas lights and it just happens to be tim's house yeah and he finds out oh that's you know my roommate's boyfriend yeah (sighs) alas the odds alas peter is once again single for christmas once again and he doesn't know what to do so he was like oh nick how about you come home for christmas with me and we'll pretend we finally fell in love he sets yeah. up a dake, dake fading, a fake dake dating scenario. Fading. Dake fading, I like it. We know what are Sam's like top three things she loves in a rom com: fake dating. Fake, fake dating, dating is one of my favorites. Enemies to lovers. She and, got it. I like that you picked enemies to lovers and not I, friends to lovers because we know that enemies ranks higher than friends. Yeah, and then I was going to say friends to lovers yeah, next. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh, um, she knows me so well. So this has. It sort of has two of your top three, though I would say it's kind of a half because the fake dating thing does not actually happen. Which I really (laughs) like, first of all. I really do like that they kind of set up this lie, right? And the second that they get to the house, it's immediately squashed because um, Peter's mom, Carol, played by Kathy and Jimmy, is like, oh, well, I have have a blind date for you, right? and so Nick, not wanting to lie to his, like, to Peter's whole family, is like, oh, yeah, you should definitely go on this day. Right. Uh, because they still, they didn't tell them the lie yet. So I kind of like that they were, um, you know, setting up a very stereotypical holiday rom-com trope with the fake dating. And then they were like, uh, wait. <laughs> Never mind. We're going to do something else. <laughs> exactly. I like it. And that kind of pave, it kind of opens the door for the family to get more involved with mm-hmm. getting this couple together. Yes. Because it gets to the point where everyone else, except for the mom who set up the, the blind date, because she's right. super excited to set her son up with her trainer. Yes. Uh, this hot, new, her only other hot, gay man in new, this small town. She's like, I met one more gay person. <laughs> I know my son and his friend, and now I know a third gay person. She's, like, reading books on... She keeps calling it LGBTTT. Like, she, she mm. like, forgets just mm-hmm. the Q part. It's like, yeah. you really only had one more letter, one letter to go. And you could add, a, like, a I plus mean, at the end, you know? You could also do the IA. That's a big, yeah. you know, people are doing the IA a lot these days. But, yeah. She just, you know, does the, the, you know, the, 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 blah, blah, blah. <laughs> she, she just says T a bunch of times. Yeah, a place she's just a lot of T's. It's a stutter. Um, She just has a stutter from childhood where she just keeps saying her T's. It's fine. Everyone, all of the actors seem so comfortable and happy, just like, because it's just like a night, they're all playing just nice roles and everyone's comfortable yeah. and like feel, it seems like it was fun to do. It does. Everyone it, seem, the, yeah. the parents seem just so great. Like even, so 
when I'm going into this movie, I was like, I don't know what to expect with the family dynamic, right? Because there's yeah. a ton of different ways in the past that it's played, right? You have either a super, like, almost cartoonishly supportive parent. You have the unsupportive parent. You have, you know, there's always these, like, big extremes. And I really liked that. Um, while, you know, sometimes the mom, Carol, kind of had these little, like, with, like, the LGBTT thing, where mm-hmm. you're like, okay, you should know what it is by now. Like, okay, cool. We'll pretend we don't. We'll pretend we believe you. But then you also just had, like, they were so supportive of their son. Like, there was never a moment where you're, like, oh, they're going to try to set him up with a woman or they're going to try to do this or that. They were literally, like, even when the dad comes in, he is so happy to see his son. Yeah. It was so cute. I was it's like, very oh, wholesome. Yeah. yeah. They were. They, they just all love each other. It's very yeah. cute. Yeah. I I agree. It, it, and it, I think it, it allowed room for, like, the parents to kind of say sort of silly kind of ignorant things without them being harmful things so yeah just like that and like when um you know the dad is telling Nick because Nick is he's come home with them and he's helping the dad fix like a leaky pipe in the basement or something Mm and the um you know know the dad is like I've never met a gay handyman before it's like how would you know like (laughs) true um but then also you know he's saying what how did you learn all this stuff and um nick is like oh mostly hd tv and the dad's like oh homosexual gay television <laughs> like and then and so and nick is just kind of playing it off like oh yeah like, um, yeah and then the dad's like should maybe i should watch it it's not porn is it, it like there isn't any porn on it is it is there and nick is like kind of <laughs> Which I thought was a really funny joke. Like he's, he's not wrong. He's in porn. He's kind of. <laughs> it's borderline pornographic sometimes. I mean, have you seen it? someone grout tile? Oof. Ooh. I That's... mean, have you seen them use cock? There's so much cock There's on HGTV. There's so much cock. You, you don't too, some might argue too much cock on HGTV. I, you have no idea. But... We're watching this movie immediately. Nick is just the sweetest person. He has a dog, so he's a dog lover. Mm-hmm. He's so good with Peter's family, just like constantly there helping. Everyone's just like welcomed him in, and he is right there in it. He's not trying to like stay out of the way or anything. He's like, right. he's like, you know, hanging out with the nieces and nephews. He's fixing things. He's helping decorate. He's helping wrap presents. He's going wine shopping. Like, He's doing all of it. He is so sweet. Immediately, mm. I did not care whatever blind date was happening. I'm like, I do not care. I only have eyes for Nick. He is beautiful. I love I him. I only have eyes <laughs> for Nick. That's, you're welcome for that. That was a special rendition. I liked it. It was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. But he Peter goes on a blind date. He does. And he With, likes the guy. And he likes the guy. He's pretty nice. I just spit everywhere. I'm so sorry. Yay. He's pretty nice. <laughs> He's a pretty nice guy. And they seem to have a lot in common. Um, and they go on a couple more dates. And... 
Peter starts having the idea or the realization that he might want to move back home. He might want to leave L.A. and move back to this small little Christmas town. Um, Meanwhile, uh, all of Peter's family have started to implant this idea in Nick's head that Nick and Peter should be together and this other guy needs to go somewhere. It's like more specifically Peter's nieces and his sister right. and the dad. Um, they're plotting. Because they're, they're plotting like, hard. Peter and Nick obviously belong together. Look at the way they look at each other and talk to each other. That is more than just a platonic relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, agree. Yeah. So... They're trying to get, they end up having to convince the mom because she's like, no, I'm voting for my blind date guy. Because yeah. she wants, again, she wants Peter to move back. Of course right. she wants Peter to move back to home. To right. wherever they are. Because that's what mothers want. The mothers right. always want that. Um, and most of the time we're like, no, no, mom. I will not be doing that. I won't do it. But Peter's like, I think I want to move back here. And he tells Nick. And mm-hmm. Nick's like, oh, I'm going to miss you so yeah. much. And I was just like, how can you not see the look on his face? He's uh, devastated. He's dev- you broke his little puppy heart. His little puppy heart. So the nieces, they get to the point where they're like, you know what? We're just going to talk to Nick. Mm-hmm. We're going to be like, Nick, you have to get Peter to stop dating this guy yeah. because obviously you two belong together. And he's like, what are you talking about? You're crazy, wildcat, You're- is what he says. It's <laughs> very silly. <laughs> um, but then He's he, getting sillier as the time goes on. <laughs> they're teens. We love it. We um, love teens. And so eventually Nick is like, okay, fine. That sounds fine. really weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nick is like, fine, I do have feelings for Peter I have for for a while you know and it's just like but you know he doesn't she's he's just like a quiet reserved guy yeah and we love it yeah I just I I loved him it's he's so sweet (laughs) and he's legitimately the sweetest he's like helping everybody with stuff yeah he's like reading the book like the kids book to them Ugh. To the kids. Yeah. And yeah. he's, I love the actor, like, really just like underplays it. Like, it's just a reserved kind of guy where it's yeah. like, you can see this is a person who has a lot of feelings going on under the surface and he does not really show or share them. Yeah. Um, and you and can I tell because they it. set up, they set something up really early on that, like, he doesn't have family anymore because his mom died. Mm-hmm. You don't, they don't really get into the, which I, that's probably my one critique is that you really don't know much about. Nick's life um, just that he's basically been on his own since he was 17 right that's what we hear right and so you don't get like much of a backstory on him and I think I think those last moments um when they finally do get together and he's like you know I have a fan like I have a family like of course I'll move here because I want my I want a family um I feel like those moments would have hit harder had we known just maybe a little bit more about Nick's upbringing and why you know why family is so important to him because he doesn't have it anymore you know for sure 
they do focus more on this this whole blind date scenario and yeah. Peter kind of deciding if he wants to move back and whether this guy has anything to do with it. Right. Pff, it fucking doesn't. Who cares? No. Because um, the guy's just like, whatever. He's a trainer. Even yeah. during He's their just dates. He's like a nice guy. Yeah. Even during their dates, Peter is constantly talking about Nick. Yes. <laughs> Which is very cute. It is so um, cute. It's like, yeah, dude, any, everyone else can see it. <laughs> um, but yeah. So James. Then, Sorry, I wanted to know what the guy's name was. And now I know it's James. James. Yes. That's the blind date guy. That's the blind date guy. So um, the nieces also decide to have a little talk with... Um, Peter to find out how he feels right and what he expresses is that like he he has had feelings for Nick in Mm -hmm. the past and he he does kind of but he values their friendship so much that he could not imagine a life without Nick so he does not want to uh risk that at all right um because he thinks that he is bad at at dating where it's just he picks the wrong guys which Nick yeah. tells him in the beginning of the movie it's like you just pick yeah. the wrong guys yeah <laughs> been there <laughs> uh, let me tell you but- <laughs> is it hot in here or is it just me uh- it is you know dating like jerk after jerk after jerk not that I did this but Peter did this you know it's, it's a really good way to to show to like make you think that you're incapable of love it's yeah. like no you're just incapable of loving these horrible people they are dude but it's true I mean like I think a lot of people myself included have had a moment where you know it's it's your fucking fifth worst or you know your fifth bad day in a period of time or whatever or like just another relationship doesn't end up working out for whatever reason it doesn't even have to end like horribly and you're just like okay what is the common denominator me so clearly I'm the problem right you know um because that's called logic uh (laughs) it only it's only makes it only makes sense exactly but we're just doing what scientists do, you know? They make logical conclusions scientists. based uh. on a set of facts. And the facts are, I'm always here, and they still never work out. Um, so it makes sense as to why, you know, you would feel kind of defective, especially because he is from a family who are all in successful relationships. Yeah. There is not a single, like, bad relationship in the bunch, you know? Right. All these people really love each other. And so, um, you know, I ta- I've talked with friends before where I'm like, you know, having parents who, like, don't love each other or who are a horrible example of love growing up can really fuck with your head about, like, what love is. But on the same level, so can having a really good example of a relationship and what love looks like because then you're constantly measuring yourself against this like standard of perfection right Mm -hmm. I put that in air quotes and nothing is ever going to measure up to that right so that can fuck with your head because you're like well you know I thought I really liked this guy but you know he does this thing and like that's really fucking annoying and I don't think I could put up with that forever and maybe we're not a perfect match and then you break up 
Whoa. Yeah. What I found is that you can really put up with a lot of things. You, <laughs> you truly can. Um, Forever? I don't know. I wouldn't know about that. But the thing You're is, you kind vampire, of... vampire, Shelby? No. <laughs> you kind of figure out, like, a lot of stuff that's annoying isn't actually that important. And it's right. like... Okay, maybe there's this one a little annoying thing, but, like, that doesn't t- make a dent in, like, the huge goodness. Right. It's right. kind of like that movie set it up, right? It's that whole idea of the, you know, you make bad jokes, you don't know how to dress yourself, but, you know, all these, but you list off all the bad qualities, yeah. and it's just, and yet. And yet. And yet. Yeah, exactly. So... But I can see how it would be hard for Peter because he has all these examples of people who are, you know, genuinely in love and um, have partners. Right. And he is not able to find that. So that can become very trying. And confusing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He doesn't know. But look what he's got right in front of him this whole time. Right in front of his stupid little eyes. (laughs) An amazing relationship with his best friend and roommate. They're little. Yeah. They're like together like twenty four seven. Yeah, they're best friends. They're roommates. That's why when the family's plotting, trying mm-hmm. to get them together, they're like, "Oh, we just have to get them, you know, to to spend time together." And they're like, <laughs> "One of the husbands, because Peter has two sisters, and like you said, they're both happily married to men." Yeah. Um, and one of the husbands is like, they're roommates and best friends. Like, I think they've spent a lot of time <laughs> together. Uh, but they're like, no, in this new environment, which is right. You know, sometimes taking things to a new environment can really change the vibe. I think also the idea of planting the seed, too. So it's yeah. like they've never maybe consciously thought about it or like seriously thought about crossing that line with each other but now you know Nick's or Peter's nieces have planted these ideas in Peter and Nick that like oh maybe you're actually in love with each other and then it's like throw them in a room lock the door see what happens now that they have this new idea kind of churning around in their head so what the nieces after they've talked to Peter and Peter has you know confessed to them they go back to tell Nick like we talked to Peter and, like, the feelings mutual. So. Which isn't exactly the truth. I mean, it's not a lie, but it's not. Um, so, right there before Christmas or on Christmas. Christmas Eve. Nick decides to tell Peter, hey, I'm in love with you. Uh, and Peter, his response. Mm, not good not what you desire when you confess your love for your best friend you know he right he responds from a place of fear for mm-hmm. sure because mm-hmm. his first reaction is like well what if it what if it doesn't work out you know what if you know something happens and then before they can really have a conversation about it James walks in right and James is like hey let's go get some drinks and mm-hmm. Peter is like yeah Nick you want to come and it's like they're all gonna go get drinks together and Nick's like no yeah <laughs> you can't blame the guy Nick is straight up like I gotta get out of here he mm-hmm. goes to leave he's he figures out like a hotel he can stay at or something and then but on the way before he can leave he gets a little task rabbit request 
at some store Which, to like, like paint a if store. You have, if you have children's book money, I I can't imagine that I would still be doing Task Rabbits. Maybe I he makes a lot of money off publishing it. Publishing money. Yeah. I don't think you make that much money on Well, the whole time he's saying he has his money, but he's saving it for like a rainy, a rainy day, day or an emergency or something. Um, so Don't I live guess, once, Nick. Yeah. Just fucking use it. Let's go. What are we doing? <laughs> invest. Invest. Yeah, and create what... wealth. Yes. <laughs> so NFTs. Yeah. Don't, Non-fungible don't. tokens. Jesus Christ. Hey. <laughs> I learned things. Blockchain. Um, yeah. Horrible <laughs> for the environment, apparently. But, you oh, know. I didn't see that part. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Just the way that they have to have all these server farms running to... Ah, uh, yes, yes, um, yes. Yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> not what our podcast is about. I am not knowledgeable enough on this topic to Me talk neither. about it Me neither. I just like that I know what the acronym stands for. There you so go. So that's it. Anyway, um, he takes a task rabbit and he shows up to this guy, old man's old hardware store that he just sold. Sold? Or he's, he's going to sell it, up. it or something. Right. Yeah. He's renting out the space. I'm assuming he owns the space, but he's yeah. just like not having a hardware store anymore. And he's like, oh, I just need someone to paint it. And so he starts to paint. Meanwhile, meanwhile Peter at a bar. is at a bar with James. And James is like, hey, you know, I, I've seen you with Nick now. And I think that you and I are not a match. And you know that. And you're in love with Nick. Yeah. <laughs> like James has to tell him. like, Dude, so you know what, though? We love a self-aware or not even just self-aware, just an aware person who's yeah. like, you know, I'm just not going to put myself in the way of this situation. Yeah, I mean, just... they've been on, like, three dates. Yeah. Like, it's not, this is not a person who's really important to you. The to idea that everyone was saying, oh, he's going to move back because of James is absolutely ridiculous. Right. Obviously, no. he loves his family. He was so excited to hang out with the nieces and nephews mm-hmm. and to help with this play this the Christmas pageant, which is put on by uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Coolidge. Coolidge playing the the crazy aunt, the weird aunt, aunt Sandy. <laughs> wild, wild performance from it Jennifer. It really has no bearing on anything no, in this movie, but it brings me so much joy to watch. Yeah. I love Jennifer Coolidge. She is one of my favorite uh, character actors in yeah. the entire world. She's hysterical. Oh, yeah. I love anytime she's on screen. It's like, oh, yeah, great. Yeah. Awesome. We get a little treat. Yeah. She just uh, says Glinda from fucking Wizard of Oz uh, at the beginning of the patch. <laughs> I'm like, this is like, <laughs> you Wizard know. of Oz and Christmas are not the same thing, but okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Not sure where Glinda the Good Witch came in um, in the story of Jesus, but you know, I, I don't know. You know, I wasn't there. So, um, I was, I was the lamb. Ooh. No. Anyway. (laughs) Is that what lambs do? Yes. They go ba. It was sheep also go ba, right? Sheep are baby lambs. I mean, lambs are baby sheep. (laughs) Oh, right. What about goats? Goats also ba, don't they? Goats go like, they, they go like, (laughs) some of them scream. Goats and are what, wild. And what does the fox say? <laughs> you know, 
It's so easy to just look it up. They make some yipping sounds, um, <laughs> some barking, <laughs> nothing like that. I don't know why the people who made that song didn't just Google it. Like, there are literally YouTube videos full of different fox noises. Anyway. Um, nope, that's what the fox says, so you're wrong. <laughs> so Peter leaves the bar, rushes off to find Nick to, to be like, okay, I, yeah, I love you, let's do this, or whatever. Nick's not there, he left. <gasps> no. But Where then while you? he's, so so Peter's like, oh my gosh, I have to drive to the Boston airport to, to like get, I have to run through the airport. There's no airport scene in this because well, I wish while he's driving through town, he sees their rental car in front yeah. of he's that like, what the fuck? old hardware store. So he pulls in and he's like, Nick. Um, and Nick is like, uh, hey. Hey, what are and you doing? Peter, Peter's like, I thought you left. And he's like, no, right here. He's like, you didn't text me back. He's like, I did text you back. It's only been like eight minutes. <laughs> Honestly, really though, the most realistic representation <laughs> sure. of when your anxiety gets a hold of you and you text someone and you want them to respond immediately and then they don't. And you're like, oh, my God, it's been years and it's been literally three minutes. And they're just like, hey, dude, what's up? They have no idea that you've just been through this whole emotional roller coaster. Yeah, <laughs> but mm-hmm. no. Um, so Nick is there. Turns out he's like, "Look, I wanna. I know you want to move back here. So here's my present to you. I negotiated a contract to rent out this space, and I'm covering the first six months. You can move back and have your plant store here." And Peter's like, "What?" <laughs> You want me to move back here, but I thought, but I'm gonna let, but I, but I love you. Um, but I love and you. Nick was like, well, you said you were gonna move back here. You didn't say anything about like taking me with you. So it's true. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't include you. Didn't include me in your plans. So I'm not inviting myself. So finally, they make it clear. Peter's like, no, I want you to. The, like come here with me like we can all move here we can move here with the yeah. dog and everything mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so cute and nick is like yeah so what we knew was gonna happen all along they, fell they get love. together they decide to move back home to the little t- small town and everyone's happy just it's just a happy movie yeah. and i love i also really want to talk about how they announce to everybody that they're together and moving back because um, you know, you have this moment with them that's just the two of them, right? It happens in the soon-to-be plant shop. Mm-hmm. Um, they go back to the house, obviously, then go to sleep. They hide the secret for a full day because it's still Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. They go home, go to sleep. The next day, everybody wakes up to open all the Christmas gifts. And one of the gifts that uh, Nick gives to one of the nephews is the first draft of the book. So he was inspired and was able to write something while he was there. And so he gives the first draft to the little kid and the kid's like, oh, does it have a happy ending? He's like, oh, you're just going to have to read it to find out. So the kid opens it all the way to the last page. And it says, uh, and Nick and, or, and Everett and Nick and Peter move back to New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Yeah. I was going to say Maryland. I don't know. New England confuses me. Anyway, um, so it's like Everett, which is the dog's name, and Peter and Nick. Is it Everett or Emmett? Oh, shit. Was it Everett or Emmett? Oh, no. I thought 
Emmett. It's Emmett. You're right. <laughs> Sam, cut this out. So, uh, <laughs> so scrolls to the back of the book, and it says, um, Emmett and Nick and Peter move back to New Hampshire. Um, to which the family's like, huh? What? And, yeah. And then Peter casually walks over to where Nick is sitting and sits next to him and like throws his arm around him and they kiss and the family's like freaking out because they're like, oh my God, we knew it. You're in love. And you're moving back here together, back. together, together. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. So cute. And they all lived happily ever after. The end forever forever so i liked this movie it was definitely a good feel-good movie mm-hmm. i like i said all of the actors and characters just seemed happy and comfortable it's yeah. like great you know um it was funny i laughed and it was just sweet you know it's like this is like a you know some delicious candy yeah this movie. i liked like it. a like a toblerone <laughs> Ooh, I was gonna say Ferrero Rocher. Yeah, yeah, it's like that it's kind definitely of thing. chocolate. It's definitely chocolate, chocolate with some sort candy. of nut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the nut, of course, is Jennifer Coolidge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I loved it. I really. Um, it's so interesting because I'm watching this movie after I had just been home for a couple of days um, for my niece's birthday and being like around my family, and it's just so funny because. Every time I'm in L.A. and I'm, like, by myself and lonely, I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, I want to be closer to my family. And, like, I miss them and I miss all that stuff. And then I go home and I change my mind because (laughs) whilst I love my family, I do love them dearly, um, it's just very chaotic uh, Mm -hmm. over there and I like my peace and quiet so I understand like so I identify with Peter in a lot of senses where he's like I want to be able to go shopping with my nieces and I want to be able to take my mom out to lunch and I want to be you know all of these things that we associate with like a close-knit family Mm -hmm. um and he can't do that because he's in LA so like I get it but then I don't think he realizes how hectic and chaotic that'll all be. Yeah. <laughs> I think he romanticizes it a little a little too much. But, you know. On the other hand, it's all about, like, you know, you can be in different stages of your life. Like, maybe Peter, when he was younger, couldn't have handled this kind of hecticness. Or, like, true. if the kids were younger, he couldn't have handled it. But That's now true. that he's, you know, in at the age and stage of his life that he is, and yeah. so is everyone else, he's like, this is a fit for me. Right. And I mean, also, he probably wouldn't live in that house. He wouldn't he live in the house with, a, with get, his parents. God. Yeah. He'd probably <laughs> get an apartment or something. Um, I mean, small town. He could probably get a house. Ugh. They have enough money. Don't for talk sure. to me about I know. buying I'm a jealous. house. I just. <laughs> I want a yard. They need a yard for Emmett to run around in. Yeah. Be very cute. Little puppy dog running in the snow. Ugh. I um a snow dog. I was just thinking about this. Like I also would never move home. In fact, um my parents moved out here. Like That's my right. my we we made it better. We instead of having like moving back home, mm-hmm. we got my parents to move out to California. You have no reason to ever go to Florida again. Nope. I mean, my grandma's there. 
Uh, and, you know, um, a couple aunts and some cousins. So yeah. it's not really a reason to go to Florida, though. Yeah. Y'all come come out I'm here. I'm jealous. Oh, I also want to talk about the um the dance sequence. Oh yeah, the cutest. Yeah. So they do a little choreograph. This like threw me back to the days of me forcing my little cousins to learn choreography to a dance that they didn't care about, um, mm-hmm. so we could perform it in front of my family. Um, but it was Britney Spears. Santa, can you hear me? I don't know if that's the name of the song, but that's what she says in the song. So I would assume that's part of the name somewhere. Um, and they do the cutest little choreographed dance uh, that Nick. I, I it's one of those moments that like this movie did a really good job. Unlike the movie from last week, mm-hmm. um, the Spirit of Christmas, this movie did a really good job at realistically building the chemistry, right? Because. They obviously already had chemistry from the bat because they're friends and they, they're roommates. They talk, they banter. They're really good at that, right? Um, but this movie did a really good job at once kind of the switch was flipped for mm-hmm. both of them, you could see like these little moments start to kind of escalate. And I think Nick walking in on Peter and his nieces dancing to a Britney Spears song with full choreography mm-hmm. uh, was one of those moments that he was like, like, if we could read Nick's mind in that moment, it would say, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm done for, ba-bum, man. Ba-bum, ba-bum, Right. Like, <laughs> Fucking, it's over. It's yeah. Just, ugh. I loved so it. They were very cute. They were so cute together. Like I said, I love the characters. Um, I did notice that Peter and Nick, the actors, there is a 14-year age gap. Oh, no way. Yeah. So, um... So Peter, Michael Yuri is like 41 years old. No way. I know. He does not look 41. That's why Michael like, Yuri dropped the skincare routine. Right? I what do are you not doing? Think, I do not think the character is meant to be that. I think the character is meant to be a, a lot younger. Um, oh, yeah. Which is why I'm like, okay. I think the characters are meant to be closer in age than that. Because yeah. the actor who plays um, Nick is 27. <laughs> He's a little baby. <laughs> He's younger than me. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. What a little baby. I know. He's so cute. Oh, I love him so much. I just yeah. want to, like, hug him. Now I want to see him in more stuff. Yeah. Um, he's, he's so cute. It's so... I, I, I have nothing bad to say about this movie. Yeah. I mean, it's not... Like, it's one of those movies that's not too big for its... It's got perfectly sized britches. It knows what it is. It's doing it well. It's mm-hmm. a happy Christmas rom-com. Yeah. We need more of those. Because like I, I've said it before and I'll say it again, Netflix has, has been having some real duds lately. I think specifically when it comes to holiday rom-coms. Yeah. Because you had something like The Holiday and you had... A, the movie we were originally going to talk about this week was Love Hard, which I hated. Um, but a lot of people on the internet seemed to have liked. And I was like, Why? Um, but our friend er, and former guest, Suki, pointed out that that movie was produced by the same company that did The Holiday, and she said that it also suffered from that kind of, like, this movie was written 10 years ago Ah, and just got produced. Like, you could tell uh, from the writing. So Netflix... I don't know when this movie was actually written, but it seems very current and and f- 
fresh. Yeah. So stop, stop fucking buying scripts that were written a decade ago. At just least don't do them, it. You know? I mean, at that point, just fuck it. Oh, just, you People write it. new stuff all the time, you know? You could. All the time. <laughs> Shelby's writing the Sam Obama fan fiction. Yeah. So. This is why I write sci-fi and fantasy, because it's like, this is a made-up world. It doesn't have to stick to a certain time period. Exactly. Anyway, um, is there anything about this movie that you felt you related to, like, relationship-wise? Because it is a friends-to-lovers kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I know that's your, like, preferred way to fall in love. Do you it's find it two. believable that these characters would be best friends for eight years without ever discussing this yes it feels (laughs) it feels very believable to me um whether or not that's true in real life well yeah you can be friends with someone for a long period of time without realizing that that they could be a good romantic match for you because not everybody is focused on sleeping with people. That's true. So That's true. It does feel like, and especially when you hear the, like, how they met story, um, which is just so cute. They both lied and said they were, like, recently married um, in order to get a family discount at this gym in L.A. Yeah, they... Like we said, all the best meet cutes, you have to improvise a scene together. Always. That's <laughs> so how you know. That's they how did that. you know. Um, and there is a point I noticed. I think you're you're on to something there where they have this beautiful, you know, pl- it's a relationship where they care deeply for each other. They're best friends. They mm-hmm. tell each other everything. They do things for each other all the time. They support each other. Everything that you really want out of, like, a partner. Yeah. Um, but they don't see it as romantic. They haven't done the romantic part of it or right. the sexual part of it. And the romantic part of it just... I mean, I see a lot of the things that they do together as romantic. Like, mm-hmm. you know, acts of service to me. Is, yeah. It, in the beginning, you know, you see Nick, like, stocking their fridge and stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's love. <laughs> like, yeah. But, well, um <laughs> That's what I think is so important. And, like, um, the mo- C- Carol, the mom, kind of touches on it in the beginning because she says while well, she's reading this, like, loving your LGBTQ child or whatever book um, that just like men and women can be platonic friends, gay two gay men can also be platonic friends. Like, there doesn't always have to be a sexual component to a relationship just because you are attracted to the gender of the person that you are interacting with right um so I think that they probably had a realization early on of like I really enjoy this person's company um and we get along really well so we're gonna maintain that relationship and just like you said that a lot of the things that they were doing for each other were romantic yes but they weren't sexual and I think a lot of people associate like there has to be some kind of sex sexual acts in order to make it a romantic um relationship but like you can be romantic with your friends and (laughs) it not be you're trying to 
sleep with them <laughs> or that's anything. True. That's true. Um, so I think that's why uh, when I said earlier that there was just a really realistic um, build in their chemistry, in their like relationship chemistry, because you do see it kind of start to shift. Because for the whole first half of this movie, or not first half, but like for the up until they like get there and he goes on the the blind date and everything, I'm convinced that they are just friends. Right. They're acting in a way that I would not say, oh, yeah, they're totally in love with each other, which I think actors kind of tell on themselves like in scenes and stuff when they're like, oh, I know we're supposed to get together later. So they kind of like start planting those things really obviously at the very beginning. And I don't think they did that at all. I think they played it as friends. This is my best friend. This is the person that I live with. I know everything about him and he knows everything about me. Um, But then, like I said, when the family starts to kind of implant these little ideas, um, they start to almost, uh, it's kind of like a couple weeks ago we talked about uh, the Uta Hagen like bedroom exercise that you have to do as an actor. It's kind of like the minute someone pointed it out, they started watching themselves and they were like, wait. Wait. Do I? Did, no, was, that's was that totally. Ooh, I don't yeah. Know. So there is a part, there's a part in there where, um, first of all, Nick, like every time for, in the beginning of the movie, like Peter and Nick go multiple places together and people would be like, oh, is this your boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like when Aunt Sandy walks in, she's like, oh, it's your new boy, your new good looking boyfriend or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, this is my best friend, Nick. Um, on one of the dates with James, while Peter is talking about Nick, um, you know, like, and James is like, oh, it sounds like you guys are really close, blah, blah, blah. And Peter's like, wait, you don't have, like, a best friend who everyone mistakes for your boyfriend all the time? And James is like, no. And I think that's where <laughs> Peter's like, wait. <laughs> Am I wrong? Uh... <laughs> I thought this was something that everyone did. It's like, oh, all the stuff that they thought was a really close friendship was actually, like, parts of a... Um, a partnership around yeah and some people have like platonic life partners that Mm -hmm. they that they are like this is my partner right it's not romantic or sexual or anything but it is my partner and Mm -hmm. and we live our lives together and right yeah um but yeah it's it's like I think he didn't even like realize that that's what they were doing so I think you're right I can see why how this would have gone on for like eight years Mm mm-hmm I just I had seen someone on Twitter say something like there this is a trope that needs to go away of like people being best friends and roommates for that many years without ever having kind of um why must a everyone try thing. to take our joy? This is I don't know. listen. I and also I think it might have also been sort of a defense mechanism as to why mm-hmm. they decided never to see each other sexually because in the story of um how they both met he says, we were both new to L.A. And we did this thing to, like, get a discount at the gym or whatever. But he didn't have anyone. And, like, they neither of them had made friends yet. Yeah. So if you're brand new to a big, big city. I don't know why I put that in quotes because L.A. is a big city. <laughs> but, like, whatever, big city. Um, you don't want to fuck up the only relationship you've managed to. to True. Acquire, So, yeah, I could see that initially it was like, okay, well, I need friends. 
so that I can survive in this environment. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything to fuck that up. And maybe later we'll fuck things up. But then, right. you know, as their relationship progressed and they became even more enmeshed in each other's lives, it's like that was Peter's entire fear was, but what if it doesn't work out and what if I lose him? Yeah. And that's just not a chance he was willing to take. Right. Which a lot I, of people aren't willing to take that chance. So I think it's very believable that you could be friends with somebody for eight years and not try to sleep with them or have yeah. a romantic relationship. For sure. I think, you know, you're totally right. When you move to a new city like that, it's way more important to have a friend than to have a boyfriend. Yep. It <laughs> um, is. It, like, as far as surviving in a new place. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, you don't know all the good places to take people on a date yet. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but like... with a friend, you can go out and find those places. That's nice. Yeah. So I think I, I, I like the story of this movie. And I like the whole, I like that they get together and it's happy at the end. Mm-hmm. And um, I can see, you know, me, I'm always like, oh, well, let's fuck this up either we fuck it up or we don't like I'm I'm taking the chance right now but I totally get Peter's hesitance where he's like everything when when it something goes romantic it gets fucked up so I'm just Mm -hmm. not gonna go romantic with anything yeah but the thing is it's like when something's so precious to you like that and and that's what his nieces kept telling him we're like you know but what if it what if it goes well what if it's good um you know when something is so precious like that you're so much more careful with it than you would be about like a relationship with some random person you met it's just honestly (laughs) I don't know why this is the same thing to me in my head but it's like with holding a baby like a lot of people they're afraid of like holding a baby because they're like what if I drop it you know what if I trip and fall while I'm holding this baby and I was worried about that too but then my nephew was born and as soon as I started holding him I'm like I'm not gonna drop this baby I'm so careful when I'm holding this baby and I think for Peter the relationship with Nick is the baby he didn't know (gasps) and he's a baby because he's only 27 yeah (laughs) he didn't know like oh but yeah, things could go wrong in those other relationships, but with this one, it's so precious that mm-hmm. it it really has a great chance yeah. of going right, you know? Yeah. Of working out. Because you're think- just you're gonna be careful with it. You're gonna be precious with it. Yeah. You you're definitely gonna be more careful in, in a situation like that. And I also think that um it's especially in movies like this, right? It always I don't know if this so much happens in real life. So if this has happened to you, let me know. But Email us, theromcomplex at gmail.com. I meant you, but yeah, oh. you listening too. Um, <laughs> but there's always this trope in in the rom-coms, right, where someone puts it all out on the line and says, you know, I actually I do want to be together. And the other person, like this movie, is scared that they're going to fuck it up. But they end up losing that person anyway. Yeah. Um, so I just wonder how frequent that is in real life because it's almost like in these movies you have to make the choice right now and if you don't make it right now that you're losing like you can choose not to fuck up the friendship but you're going to fuck up the friendship anyway because now they've kind of put themselves out there and you haven't reciprocated so now they're just going to pull away anyway. Yeah. Um, so I wonder just how frequent that is in real life. I have no idea. 
I wouldn't. I, I'm not my experience. Shelby's like, I wouldn't know. Um, People always hard. reciprocate feeling. No. Um, no, <laughs> you remember, I've told, I told a guy I liked him and he ran out of my house, but he wasn't afraid of losing me. He just didn't want to date me. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a very different vibe. Very different. Like he was still hung up on an ex or whatever. I don't, yeah. I've never experienced that or I've never had feelings for someone that I was like a close friend with first where I was afraid of losing them. Cause like I said, I'm always taking the risk. I'm like, let's, you know, let's see where yeah. it goes. Uh, let's get into it. <laughs> You're a risk taker, Shelby, and I admire that. And, I you. mean, I, some would say I am sick. I have issues. And <laughs> I am I one of the people who that. would say that. I wouldn't say I that. Would. I would. Horrible codependency issues that no. I've only now started exploring and working out. So, you know, don't take my advice, people. Um, do what I say, not what I do. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> well, there it is. That's the movie. Single all the way. And Guys, it's Christmas it. now. We did it's it. Christmas now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Guys, what a freaking year it's been. 2021 came in, destroyed like us all. Like a wrecking all. ball. Yeah. Thank you, Miley. Um, You're welcome. And wow, we did it. We made 100 episodes this year, Shelby. Just this year we did a hundred. Just this year. Um, we did. No. Uh, we, this is our last episode of the year. No new episode next week. Um, but we'll be back with a brand new 2022. Oh, yeah, baby. Get ready. We've got some, we're lining up some special guest hosts. We are talking about some of America's favorite films of all time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> classics if you will uh Uh, we're starting the year off that's right citizen kane (laughs) the godfather (laughs) we're doing them all no we're still sticking to the famous rom-com citizen kane um notorious rom-com no shelby (laughs) we're starting off 2022 with Bring It On The New Year, our complete and total review of the Bring It On franchise. Bam. You know what? Because, Burr, it's cold in here. There must be some clovers in the atmosphere. Is that why it's cold? Because I am freezing. <laughs> it, it's, it's cold in L.A. because the clovers are, in fact, here right now. Yeah. So they're right. in the atmosphere. Sounds good. Uh, if you want to get more about that, hear more about that, and keep up to date with the episodes, please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Rom Complex. Send us an email. Let us know. Have you ever told your friend that you loved them and they said, I can't ruin the friendship, and you said, okay, let's still be friends? I don't know. Let me know. Email Let us, us know. theromcomplex email us. at gmail.com. Also email us. What was your favorite episode of the year? Did you have a favorite episode of the year? Yeah. Do you have a top five? Let us know. What was We'd your favorite to... movie? Were we nice about it? Probably not. <laughs> Did you like the same movies as us? Mm, maybe What not. was your biggest, like, what movie do you think had the biggest uh, gap between how we felt about it and how you felt about it? Let we want to know. know all of the things. Just email us. And most of all, for the last time this year... Keep falling in love with yourself. Bye. Um, Bye. Ching, 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 ching. Those are jingle bells. (laughs) 